Hello, everyone. Today is October 24th, 2023, and we are going to, this is Read Through the New Testament, and we are going to read Matthew 25, 1 through 30, and Romans 3. So here is Matthew 25, 1 through 30. In the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins. virgins who take the lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them who were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them, but the wise took flax of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy, drowsy and slept. But at the midnight, they were, they were as a cry. Here is the bridegroom. Come out to, to meet him. Then all those pilgrims rose and trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us, for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourself. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came. And those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. Afterward, the other Virgins. virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered, Truly I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. Okay, very good. And just keep in mind, this is, this is part of what's called the Sermon on the Mount. And Jesus is talking about end times in the future and when he's going to come back. And they have asked at the beginning of this, they said, what are the signs of when this will be. And so chapter 4 really talked about the signs. And then <coughs> chapter 25 is really talking about when. And so Jesus told this parable about the ten virgins to explain when. Okay. All right, Carly. And this is also going to be a, a when thing. For it will be like a man going on a journey who called his servants and entrusted and entrusted and trusted uh-huh. to them his property. To one have five talents... He gave five talents to another two, to another two, to another one, to each according to his abilities. When they went away, he who had received the five talents went at once and traded them with them and made five more talents. So also, wait, so also he who had two talents made two talents more. But he who received the one talent went and dug it, dug, and dug in the ground, and hid his master's money. Now, after a long time, the master of those servants came and settled accounts with them. And he who had received five talents came forward, bringing five talents more, saying, "Master, you delivered me five talents. Here I have made five more ta- five talents more." His master said to him, Well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. Wait, yeah, over a little. And will set you over much. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master. And he also, who had two talents, came forward, saying, Master, you delivered me two talents. Here I have made two more talents, two talents more. He said, his master said to him, well done, my good and fa- well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter 
into the joy of your master. Okay. Um, and then verse 24. He also, who had received the one talent, came forward saying, Master, I knew you to be a hard man, reaping where you did not sow, and gathering where you scattered no seed. So I was afraid, and I went and hid your talent in the ground. Here, you have what is yours. But his master answered him, You wicked and slothful servant! You knew that I reap where I have not sown, and gather where I scattered no seed. Then you ought to have invested my money with the bankers, and at my coming I should have received what was my own with interest. So take the talent from him and give it to him who has ten talents. For to everyone who has, uh, for to everyone who has will more be given, and he will have an abundance. But from the one who has not, even what he has will be taken away, and cast the worthless servant into the outer darkness. In that place, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. <laughs> Pretty harsh for the servant who hid the talents, okay? Um, but all of this is, so we're, we're midway through 25 right now. So, but these are parables about when Jesus will come and parables about being on the alert. So for your summary, you're going to, we're not finished with chapter 25 yet. But there's more, okay? There's more, there's more in chapter 25 than what we just read right now. So, but you could at least write something about parables about when Jesus will come, okay? Um, and you could be, once you get to the end of the chapter, you could kind of be more specific about those parables. Yes? How many parables? I think there's a total of three. So there's the ten virgins, there's the talents, and then there's the sheep and the goats, basically. Silas, hi. Where are the goats? There's a chair right here. Okay, next we're going to go over to Romans, all right? And we're going to read Romans 3. And so we've got Lauren, right? Anybody else want to volunteer to read part of Romans? Did you And Isabel? Okay, we'll take you. All right, yeah, it's okay. I'll I'll cut it. All right, Romans 3. It's easier to cut it than to splice two together. Um, can you remind me next week? And let me have you do that next week, okay? Okay, so Romans 3, this is the whole chapter, and this is going to be a lot about sin, okay? All right. Yes? Oh, yeah, okay, so let's do, um, oh, yeah, par- there's three parables about when. Okay. Yep. Okay, and so Roman, uh, um, Lauren, read through it, uh, verse 8, and then Isabel, read um, 9 through 9, 9 through 20. Okay, all right, go ahead, Lauren. uh, Romans chapter 3. Then what is the advantage, then what advantage has the Jew? And what is the value of circumcision? Much in every way. To begin with, the Jews were entrusted with the oracles of God. What if some were unfaithful? Does their faithlessness nullfully and the faithfulness of God? By no means. Let God be true. Though everyone were a liar, as it was written, that you may be justified in your words and prevail when you are judged. But if the uh, but if our unrighteousness serves to show the righteous of God the righteousness of God, what shall we say? That God is unrighteous to inflict wrath on us? I speak in a human way. By no means, for then how could God judge the world? But if through my life God's truth abounds in His abounds to his glory, 
Why am I still being condemned as a sinner? And why not to do evil that good may come? As people slanderously charge us, saying their com- condemnation is just. Okay, very good. And he's talking some about Jew and Gentile issues there, and sin and righteousness. Okay, um, verse 9. Okay. What then? Are we Jews any better off? No, not at all. For we have already changed that all. Both Jews and Greeks are under sin, as it is written. None is righteous, no, not one. No one understands, no one seeks for God. We have turned aside together, they have become worthless. No one does good, not even one. Their throat is an open grave. They use their tongues to deceive the venom of asps under their lips. Their mouth is full of curses and bitterness. Their feet are swift to shed blood. If their paths are ruined, they end misery. Mm -hmm. And the way of peace they have not known. There is no fear of God before their eyes. Now we know that whatever the law says, it speaks to those who are under the law, so that every mouth may be stopped, and the whole world may be held accountable to God. For by works of the law, no human being will be justified in his sight, since through the laws comes knowledge of sin. Okay, very good. Okay, so basically, right here, he is just saying, Jews... You sin. Even though you think you're righteous and obey the law, you are, you are sinful at the core. Gentiles, you are sinful at the core. At the, ba- at, the, at the core of all of you, Jews and Gentiles, you're sinners. Okay? <coughs> so you're on the same, on the same ground. Okay? Um, all right. So now verse 21. Um, but now the righteousness, remember I said that was one of the themes, but now the righteousness of God has been manifested apart from the law. Although the law and the prophets bear witness to it, the righteousness of God through faith in Jesus Christ for all who believe. For there is no distinction, so no difference between Jews and Gentiles, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That might be a verse you guys have memorized before. Um, And are justified by his grace as a gift through the redemption that is in Christ Jesus, whom God put forward as a propitiation by his blood to be received by faith. This was to show God's righteousness because in his divine forbearance, he had passed over former sins. It was to show his righteousness at the present time so that he might be just and the justifier of the one who has faith in Jesus. What becomes of our boasting? So, because the Jews were boasting that they were so righteous, okay? What becomes of our boasting? It is excluded. By what kind of law? By a law of works? No, by the law of faith. Salvation by faith. For we hold that one is justified by faith apart from the works of the law. Or is God the God of the Jews only? Is he not the God of Gentiles also? Yes, of Gentiles also, since God is one. Who will justify the circumcised by faith and the uncircumcised through faith. Do we then overthrow the law by this faith? By no means. On the contrary, we uphold the law. Okay, that's the end of chapter 3.